0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we are talking about six expensive things that are totally worth the money. With me today, I have Kelsey Banky, certified financial planner at Stirk Financial, and we've had a lot of fun going out and looking around at some of the things that we think are worth spending up on, and wanted to talk to you a little bit about them today. So, Kelsey, kick us off with the first thing. What's the what is the one thing that we think is absolutely worth spending money on? That would be education, without a doubt. I think education is something that is invaluable for people, and you know, when it comes to what is something that you can invest in that is going to create the largest impact on your life, I really think that education tops the list of that. Yeah, this is an interesting one
1: because you hear in the news all the time about the student loan debt and things like that. And so what I hope people are hearing us say is that we think education is worth spending money on, but that doesn't mean spend without thinking either. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, I think you need to be very Intent um, have intention with what you're you're getting education on, but the cool thing about it is because that's so often in the news, the education opportunities are changing and popping up everywhere, and so you can you know subscribe to online uh, courses, you can subscribe to podcasts and um, video uh, podcasts and things like that, and get education from a whole multitude of different sources now, which is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I agree. Education is something that we we should spend money on. You should always invest in yourself and in, in yourself and learning new things and new um, trades and new information.
0: Um, but it's kind of fun to see all the different ways you can do it now. <laughs> so statistically, about seventy percent of students graduate from college with student loan debt, and that can be anywhere from a few thousand to a few hundred thousand. Kind of depends on where you go, but the cost of an education now is prohibitive for many people. But the benefits of it, I think, still are very worth it. Mm-hmm. They're worth it.
1: It's just uh, making sure that there's an end game, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: tease my brother-in-law a little bit. I love him dearly. He got a theater major. Theater major at a private. Uh, college and I think he figured out if he wasn't really committed to going to a place where a theater major would pay off right. that that probably wasn't the best major for him from a private school where they have to exactly or- <laughs> exactly so again it's I'm not picking on the theater major because if you're willing to really commit to make that work then that would be a great education for you. But, um, you know, I, like I said before, I just want to make sure there's an end game, uh, for people if they're going to spend the money on
0: it. But, you know, it's some of those creative arts type of degrees that I think there's the most debate about, about whether or not they're worth spending the money on. Um, my sister has a degree in jazz performance. And so, I mean, obviously that kind of speaks to what that is. She's a jazz singer. And she moved to Chicago, where the jazz culture is incredibly big. And so not only does she teach at a jazz high school or at a a musical high school, um, and she's the head of the jazz department, but she also has opened up a company where she does booking for jazz gigs all around Chicago, not just herself, but a lot of other artists, too. So from the perspective of her education, she was glad that she also took some business courses along Mm -hmm. with the music courses. So she's doing what she loves and she's spending time in the genre that she loves and she's performing all the time. But that alone is not necessarily enough for her to make a great living on. So supplementing with these other things that the rest of the Rounded Out education brought into her ability to do Really created an environment where she could be spending time in the passion that she loves and making a living. That's
1: fantastic. I love hearing stories like that. I don't ever want to hear stories of people picking a degree and then it was a total waste of money. That's that doesn't make me happy. So um, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. But it's you know I I talk with people about this and I this is I, I'm really passionate about this topic because I think education is so important. But Mm -hmm. I I do believe that there are multiple paths to that education. Um, And so it's just, it's fascinating to hear and see what the the options are and how
0: people turn what they've learned into a viable career. Now, one of my close friends, um, their son went to a junior college for the first two years of his college career. And that's what they had saved money for, was to help put him through um, two years of a junior college. He knew after the junior college that he wanted to pursue getting a four-year degree, but he also knew that he was going to be the one that was going to have to take out loans to be able to make that happen. He wanted to go to Colorado. That's where he wanted to get his college, his four-year degree was up in the mountains. And so he did something that I thought was really smart. He moved to Colorado and he took a year off between junior college and actually pursuing the four-year degree moved to Colorado. He established himself as a Colorado resident and got his Colorado driver's license, had a job there for a period of time while he was not actually in school. And then he met the criteria of being an in-state resident for the tuition rates versus an out-of-state resident. Now, my son is going to see you right now and is an out-of-state resident. So, I'm just going to tell you that in Colorado, the difference between a resident and non-resident amount is a giant amount, (laughs) (laughs) giant. (laughs) And so I think that the way that this young man did it was very, very smart because he literally saved probably $25,000 for each of the two years that he was a in-state resident finishing his degree out there. So things like that, are good ways to pursue education in the smart way. Spending the money on the education is absolutely a smart idea. But as Kelsey said, there's different paths to be able to get to the end game. And it doesn't necessarily have to be squinched into that initial four-year timeframe that you think about college being
1: in. Yeah. And I think we'll really start to, and we've already started, but I think we'll we'll continue to see a shift in what education options are out there because the concept of everybody has to go to school at a four year school and knock it out in four years is is not viable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it maybe doesn't make sense. And, and, you know, exploration is something that should happen after Mm -hmm. high school to figure out what you want, what do you want to do with your life? And I've been talking, um, with a relative who's trying to make this decision and I'm like, you know, College is, is a cool place to, to learn a lot of things and to experiment and um, try classes that you maybe didn't have access to before, but it's also a really expensive place to find yourself. So if you're, not, <laughs> if you're not finding yourself early in the process or at least starting down a path that makes sense, then it's maybe, you know, you maybe don't continue until you get back on the right track. That, you know, again society's thinking about this has to shift so that we stop wasting money on things that don't make sense. But I fully get behind the idea of spending the money on education that you can turn into something for your, your lifetime.
0: So I think that one of the things that is important too about being willing to spend money on education is what are you going to gain from that from a job perspective? So I'm really excited that my daughter just graduated from nursing school. So she's finished. She's going to sit for her boards here in about a month. But she's she's graduated and is going to become an RN. Now, as an RN, because especially there's a shortage of nurses in the country, she's going to, first of all, be able to go anywhere she wants to and get a job no matter where she lives. So that, I think, is a huge amount of power that someone has in their life when they have the credentials to always be hireable. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Now at RN, depending on where you are, maybe you're going to make $40,000 to $60,000 a year. So the question is, do you want to invest in education for another year or two to get your BSN? And then maybe your salary range would be sixty dollars to $80,000 a year. And do you want to invest in education to go even one step further and get your master's in nursing where you can become an educator or do a lot of different things as a master's in nursing And now your income potential is going to go up by another 10, 20, 30 percent. So the amount of time and and cost that you're willing to invest in that education in some careers can have an absolute direct impact on the level of income that you're going to be able to create from it. Not all fields are like that, though. Mm -mm. And I think the field that isn't like that the most is probably the business field. So you can get a very, very expensive business degree or you can get a very inexpensive business degree and you may still end up with a job in business where you're making the same amount of money. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's I I majored in business (laughs) and uh, it it was partly because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I knew if I got education in business that that would translate to Every single industry, because Mm -hmm. regardless of whether you're in performing arts or you're in uh, medical fields or you're in education fields, business concepts apply to all of those. You know, somebody's got to run run the businesses and so that's that's why i selected the field that i went with well <laughs> so we're glad getting, you did i know again counseling and <laughs> counseling my uh my relative he's trying to make that decision i said you know business it, it, even if you're not 100 percent sure that's where you want to go it can apply everywhere so um it can apply to varying perspectives but it's this is just an interesting one and i, I hate seeing the stories of people being $200,000 in debt and then, you know, not using that degree and not maybe being able to pay their student loans. And, and so that's not what we're saying by splurge on this. It's being smart, but don't be afraid to spend money on your education. And I think this applies in retirement as well in that um, you might be done with your career. You might have shifted to something that's more of a hobby. But people thrive and people are, are alive when they're learning. Absolutely. And so taking classes. You know, if you always wanted to paint, pay some money and take some painting classes. If you've always wanted to, you know, learn sign language or become a better golfer or whatever, invest in learning more, you know, and and you'll improve the quality of your life. Um, So education, our number one thing that we want to spend money on.
0: (laughs) Which we've spent half our show talking about already. (laughs) But the truth of it is that when it comes to deciding if something is worth spending the money on, you really have to value way what the value of it is that it's going to bring to you so does it help you save time does it create additional money for you does it help you avoid doing something you don't enjoy or does it help you feel more confident things like that so that's kind of the lens that we looked at those so before we go to break we're going to talk about the second thing that we think is um, something that is absolutely worth spending the money on and that is a good mattress (laughs)
1: <laughs> I can attest to this for the first seven years of my marriage, we slept on a hand-me-down bed from one of my <laughs> husband's, one of my husband's family members and that worked fine. But we finally, you know, after many back aches and visits to the chiropractor decided, okay, it's time to buy a new mattress. And we researched and we tested things out and finally settled on a mattress and got that mattress. And I tell you what, every time I lay down on it, I'm just like, I am in heaven right now. <laughs> it is so <laughs> worth it. And, you know, I have less problems. I wake up more refreshed. My back isn't um, falling out of place as often as it used to be. It's just, it is absolutely a great thing to splurge on.
0: You know, we spend five to eight hours a night on our mattress, depending on our sleeping pattern. So getting a good night's rest affects Every single part of our life. Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely a good place to spend up to make sure you are getting a good night's sleep because it affects your productivity, your attitude, your mindset, your work, your relationships. It just impacts everything. So there you have it. Go spend up on a good mattress. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, And today we're talking about six expensive things that are totally worth the money. All right, so we've talked about mattresses and we've talked about education. The next thing that I want to talk about is travel. I think that it's a great idea to spend money on travel. And part of the reason that I feel pretty strongly about that is because experiences that you remember for a long time and can be life-shaping, I think are worth the spend. I do too,
1: I I love to travel and I will travel anywhere and everywhere. Um, And I'm I'm a very thrifty travel person. Um, So I'm always looking for the best deals or the best way to go about something, however, um, I also take the mindset that if I'm going to take the time off work and take the money and and go somewhere and visit somewhere, I'm not going to skimp on experiences while I'm there because, you know, for instance, we went to Hawaii on our honeymoon. We did the excursions we wanted to, wanted to do because how often do you really go to Hawaii? It's kind of an expensive place to travel to. So... Um, I, I completely agree. Travel is one that I would splurge on, and and without the you know hand in hand experiences. So if you're not somebody who likes to travel and go places, experiences are worth the money as well. And and you start you were starting to see this shift, and I, I really kind of like it. I'm trying to figure out how to exactly implement it in my family. Is instead of Giving gifts of stuff, mm-hmm. giving gifts of experiences. Yep. You know, giving mm-hmm. memberships to zoos, giving um, tickets to ball games. Giving, um, you know, I've, I have one friend from high school who, instead of doing all the Christmas presents, they go on a family cruise, sure. and the kids love that idea, and they're they're not that old, so. Um, Travel and experiences, definitely, they shape who you are. They help your children learn, your grandchildren learn, you know, whoever you're traveling with. And it it gives you a better understanding
0: of the world. You know, there's some studies that have been done, too, kind of focusing on what makes us happy. And the studies are showing that money spent on experiences rather than things creates an actual higher level of personal happiness. So... There you go. That's why I think travel should be on this list. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next thing that I think is worth spending money on is this, clothes that fit well. And that might seem a little bit odd for me to say, but the truth is that clothes that fit well boost our self-confidence and self-confidence boosts everything else in our life. So I think that spending money on things that is going to help boost your self-confidence and make you feel better about yourself is a great thing. Now that doesn't mean that you need to spend $6,000 on a designer pair of, you know, shoes, but it does mean that clothes that fit well, spend the money on getting them altered so that they fit your body, whether it's an expensive garment or whether it's something that's not so expensive. It's about how it fits and how you feel in it. Yeah, I've, I've had this. Com- we have. A, I have a lot of conversations about this, but I really,
1: do, <laughs> I really do. I enjoy talking about topics like this, and it's it's really hard to wrap your head around. You know, spending twenty dollars to have a fifteen dollar shirt altered, but if that makes that shirt fit better, it means you wear it more. It means it looks nicer. You feel better. That's the best thirty five dollars you've ever spent on something that you can wear. So. um, you know, and I think altering has kind of gone by the wayside. That used to be something right. people did all the time. You got clothes, you got them altered, you got them hemmed. And you and some people, you know, most people did it themselves. Um, there's services out there everywhere that can do it for you. But I think it's, it's a good money spent.
0: Now, I think it's fair to say that I might be a little bit of a financial nerd. But I enjoy understanding how much where I'm getting out of my clothes. So I have this great app that I love that's called Stylebook and I can input my clothing into it, and I can keep track of how much I'm going to wear it. And I can actually see on the clothes that I've done that with, like, how many times I've worn it, and so what my cost per wear is. So the things that I love seeing are when, like, my cost per wear is down to $0.33 cents per time for that item because it was not expensive in the first place, and I've worn it a lot. But it also helps me feel comfortable with spending more money on something I might only... Um, Wear it a few times, but it's something that I know that if it's a quality garment that's going to last for many seasons, I'm going to wear it a few times a year and actually get a good, uh, I guess, cost per wear out of it. So if you are a little geeky like that about wardrobes and money, (laughs) that might be the app for you. You're speaking my (laughs) language, Mary. (laughs) Okay, The next thing that we think it's worth spending time or spending uh, money on are services that save you time. There's a lot of services out there that save you time. But for me personally, this is probably where I spend the most amount of money on things is how can I save time? Because I know my time is most and best spent on things that I can create the most impact on. So, Spending time with my family, spending time with those I love, and also spending time working is where my time is best spent. So where can I save time so I can spend more time doing that? It's in a lot of things like general services, like cleaning, house cleaning, um, general house repair, lawn work, snow removal, things like that. But services that save you time, I think, are really great places to spend the money absolutely and I tend to look at it as what do I
1: hate doing <laughs> what do I hate doing so not only is spending time doing it but I absolutely despise the time I I'm spending on it <laughs> um, I've seriously contemplated having somebody weed my flower beds for me because that's the thing I hate doing I love spending time in my garden space hate weeding um, I think it's because I'm a perfectionist and I can never quite get them all or get the whole re- I don't know but it's I just don't like doing it so but this is really interesting because as more entrepreneurs take on business and find things that they they like doing and try to turn them into a, a, a viable business, you can hire somebody to do just about anything nowadays yes, and can. it's pretty amazing and I love <laughs> supporting those businesses. So, I look at it twofold of I'm getting something off my plate I don't like to do that takes time and I'm also supporting somebody else who likes doing this. Exactly. And you know, people support us in in having them uh you know working on their finances and their financial planning and we love doing it. So, it just kind of makes the whole world go round
0: when we all have something we like to do and we um pay somebody to do it. So, <laughs> I really hate going grocery shopping. And I love it that there are services that will go do your grocery shopping for you. And you know what? If you spend enough money at the grocery store, they're even free now. So, and now there's this whole rash of different things where they will deliver healthy food right to your door. Like the Blue Aprons or the Hello Freshes or the different things like that where they'll deliver, you know, uh, ready-to-cook meals right to your door. And that's going to save you time. So any time anytime that you can invest in services that save you time, I think, are well worth it. All right, the last thing on our list of expensive things that are totally worth the money is spending on things that are going to improve your health. You never should feel bad about investing in your health. So whether it's something like investing in fitness classes or maybe you're somebody who is going to be buying fresh organic produce as the staples for your meal, that's a lot more expensive than buying non-organic produce. But investing in your health to buy things like that, I think it's totally worth it. We only get, you know, we only get one body and we only get one life. (laughs) And this is a
1: piece of advice that usually comes from retirees is that they wish they would have taken care of themselves a little bit more. um, Or spent, you know, spent more time exercising, spent more money on, you know, exercise that they enjoy so that they did it. Um, And, and, you know, it's, it's one, you get one, there's not a replacement. So take care of it and splurge on
0: that. That's it. That's right. You get one shot at the health side of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So if you are someone who is approaching or in retirement and you want to try to figure out where in your budget you can spend up on some of these things that are totally worth it, we have a great tool for you. It's called the Strategic Retirement Budget Tool, and you can download it right off of our website at Stirk Financial Services, or you can give us a holler and we'd be happy to email it to you and even help you walk through how to use it it calculates in what your fixed expenses is and your variable expenses as well as even has some factors in there to you know determine what your taxes are going to be and things like that. So that is something that can help you decide where you can spend money on the expensive things that you think are totally worth the money. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.
1: The